0: and welcome to episode 285 of 40 going on 14 i am mike i am patrick i'm joel
1: and i'm josh and i have an image the year is early 1980s the person is a young m night shyamalan the concept is the twist you think it's going to be about teens or wolves but it's really about basketball (laughs) you know now that you bring it up I guess the real curse of lycanthropy is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> that and chubbies.
2: Am I a werewolf?
3: That cuts right to the core.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, so. Am I a child, man? Teen Wolf. What a twist. <laughs> so yeah, so this week we are uh, doing Teen Wolf, which should be kind of interesting because the 86 Michael J. Fox version is a kind of weird uh, teen comedy, and the now is not not yeah (laughs) it's it's a a music video teen teen uh supernatural soap opera whatever yep, pretty much looks like so uh but yeah so that's what we were talking about this week and if you like teen supernatural soap
1: operas and who doesn't you might also like the shows of the podcast collective which i do not such as i am salt lake (laughs) the internet with (laughs) scott the pool boy Tales from the Hard Side, and of course, the Red Dead Radio Hour.
3: Did
0: that tickle your funny phone? The little,
3: your little comment. as He started.
0: <laughs> if you like the shows on
3: the Podcast Collective, I don't. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Every now and then I think Josh is talking to me and every other week I come to my senses. Um, (laughs) Yeah. If you're looking at our older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, we're all over the web, uh, including on Spotify. So you can find us there. And uh, also uh, leave us a review on either iTunes or PodChaser.com and let us know uh, what you think about the show. If you want to call us, uh, 708-NOW-RAP, that's 708-669-9727. Am I going to be depressed if I ask you if we have any voicemails, Josh? Uh, I don't
1: know. I'm not your therapist. <laughs> so that's a negative right. Ghost Rider?
0: Ghost Rider. Are, are you going to be not depressed if I don't answer? Uh, maybe a little. I don't know. I'm no more than I am. I mean, so. I'm going to go with no on this one and just call it that it's about that time. Yes. Yes, it is about that time. What this is
2: happening? in
0: music, movies, and TV
1: and sports 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 there
0: we go do i need to redo it for you no that's good okay sports. we'll fix it in post all all right. Right. fix and post ah. all right so pat this week decided to break theme and instead of yeah. going for release dates of the movies went for the i guess release date of one of the actors so <laughs> <laughs> i went for his premiere yeah june 9th 1961 michael j fox's birthday the premiere of Michael J. Fox.
3: All right. So music, the number one song in the he land came was.
0: came out and he's like, hey, Doc. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you uh, can't build a baby crib out of a DeLorean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that on you, Joel.
3: <laughs> no, that's fine. It
0: just occurred to me.
3: I just don't know what's happening. <sighs> so the number one song in the land was Traveling Man by Ricky Nelson. Love that song. I don't think I know that song. Yeah. I mean, I might if I heard it,
0: but... You do. It's one of those... It's an all yeah song. I'm, I don't think I know I'm, that song.
2: Then we play it for it and you're like,
3: oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's no Nelson, but you know.
2: Uh, Ricky Nelson's <laughs> so much better than his offspring. <laughs>
3: uh, I, I, you know.
2: I like Ricky Nelson. I celebrate his entire catalog.
3: Anyway, so born on June 4th, El DeBarge <laughs> was the focal point and primary lead singer of the family group DeBarge. Their biggest hit was Rhythm of the Night, and as a solo artist, he is best known for Who's Johnny from the Short Circuit soundtrack. And for his collaboration with Tone Loke, George Clinton, Faith Evans, and Quincy Jones, among others, DeBarge is a three-time Grammy nominee. That's
0: kind of a a wide range on the scale of talent there. I mean, one side you've got Quincy Jones, on the other side you've got Tone Loke.
2: And in the middle you've got El DeBarge right where he (laughs) belonged.
0: He Really, a
3: three-time Grammy nominee. That's
0: yeah.
2: I, 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 know, I didn't know.
3: Yeah.
0: I
2: mean. I mean, good on him. But. Who's
0: Johnny? He said.
2: They in a, a special Johnny. way. Johnny, he said. <laughs> you know oh, I man, love you. Johnny. Said,
0: oh, we we should stop this.
3: Her pants are blazing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy George O'Dowd, British singer-songwriter known mostly for being in Culture Club, was born June 14th in Bexley, Kent, England.
0: Now known for but, turning into, uh, oh shit, what's the uncle? Uncle Marilyn Fester.
2: Mid- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He looks very odd now. He has gone even odder. Well, I mean, he lost all his hair. Yep. And he does like a like a mascara eyebrow across his entire head.
0: What? Yeah. Wait. I'm it's both.
3: it's
2: weird. Yeah. He has, like, a black line that thickly runs around his entire head across his eyes.
0: Oh, my God, in this I'm picture, looking it up. I'm looking it up. He actually looks like he's turning into the lead singer from Four Non Blondes.
2: Well, he is a non-blonde.
0: True. And he is four.
2: <laughs> what? I, I have no idea what that means. I don't <laughs> <know>.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Continue.
3: All right. So, born June 6th in Vina del Mar, Chile, Tomas Enrique... Aria Diaz is a Chilean-American musician, best just known as a lead vocalist bassist Just, of just Slayer. pretend
0: that he's a prescription medication and you'll knock that out just fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, it's Tom Arias who we're talking about. But Arias was employed as a respiratory therapist in the early 1980s and used his earnings to finance Slayer's debut album, Show No Mercy. Much of, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, Ariah's lyrical content is about serial killers, a subject he finds interesting. He is ranked 58th by Hit Parader on their list of the 100 greatest metal vocalists of all time. Is Hit Parader still around? I don't think so. Jeez, I, I remember that magazine back in the day. Yeah, Tom Ariah. He's very beardy now.
2: True. He does look kind of like a dwarf he now.
3: <laughs> he looks like he...
2: Him and might. Scott Ian, they both look very dwarf-like.
3: Well, Scott Ian's always had the giant goatee. Uh, and finally... Kimberly Ann Deal was born June 10th. She's an American singer, songwriter, musician who first rose to prominence as bassist and co-vocalist in the influential alternative rock band, The Pixies. She later formed her own band, The Breeders, in 1989, and came up with a bass riff that uh, a lot of people have imitated in their bass lessons when they were learning bass.
2: Which is? doon do doon do 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 do
3: Yep, I learned it. Not just to sing it, but I actually learned it on the bass
2: <laughs> It's <laughs> mostly Joel imitating the bass line, wherever he goes.
0: <laughs> he
2: never had a bass guitar. He just would sit around. <laughs> you yeah. see, you're you're going to buy him a guitar? Nah, he's happy.
3: He's good. He's good. Just let him play. He thinks That's, he knows what he's doing.
0: I'm not saying he's not happy. He's just weird. He's <laughs> <That was> four. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
3: That would be Cannonball by the
0: Breeders. (laughs) All right.
1: Moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land somehow was The Parent Trap.
2: It's
0: because it was 1961.
2: Yeah, the original Parent Trap.
0: Yeah. All right. George Simon Kaufman was an American
1: playwright, theater director, producer, humorist, and drama critic. In addition to comedies and political satire, he wrote several musicals for the Marx Brothers, and others, he won the Pulitzer Prize for "You Can't Take It With You" and "Of The I Sing." He also won a Tony Award as the director for the musical "Guys and Dolls." He died on June 5th.
0: He was absorbed. Oh, he did um. Grand fashion. The man who came to dinner.
2: He did a whole bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, that oh, that's one of my favorite movies. Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. It's um, it it's kind of funny because it's about a a uh, public speaker who comes to a guy's house to stay the night, slips and falls down the steps and then threatens to sue him because of the ice on the uh ice on the on the sidewalk and he winds up living in his house. And he also did the front page. Oh. Uh yeah, he did um it was a revival of it. Oh, you're talking
1: about the oh. movie or yeah, no, his no. girl Friday. Uh,
0: yeah, it's probably uh, yeah the Ben the Kaufman version is probably because I know, his girl Friday is based off the front page, but it's I think it leans more towards the Kaufman version because it's a little happier.
3: I was getting what you were talking about, Mike, confused with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and I was like, I don't think that's a comedy, dude. <laughs> that's why I was confused.
2: Yeah. Well, the remake was.
3: Oh my god, that's. I was legit confused.
2: Like, way to take a an amazing social, you know, cultural movement movie and turn it into a bad comedy.
3: <laughs>
2: I can't wait for the for the remake of Schindler's List that's going to be a romantic comedy.
3: Schindler's Kissed? <laughs> Starring David Schwimmer
0: and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Stop talking. They're going to hear this and do it. Cuz somebody uh, out there is going, "My god, that's genius."
1: <laughs> all right last but not least providing the inspiration for the tweet, michael j fox was born on june 9th <laughs> i was just gonna end there he was born
2: he was born at some point
0: this is heavy all right what? michael j fox was he a big baby yes he was a big baby joel that was it that was Be it that, baby. that was a joke i was making not the fact that he says this is heavy in all the movies it, he says that he's yeah he does yeah
2: here's that word why do you keep using that word His gravity? Is gravity with the urge gravitational pull
0: See, Patrick, I knew you were a Renaissance man. <laughs> all right, TV. The top shows in the land were very nineteen sixty one. Gunsmoke, Wagon Train, Have Gun Will Travel, and the Andy Griffith Show. A lot of gun shows. A lot of western. We we talked about this before. It's like it's like there's this whole everybody loves Western's time in the early sixties. Yeah,
2: and and that's really honestly, that little payoff right there is the main reason I went to nineteen sixty one, so yay. You like all those I shows. Guess.
0: Have Gun Will Travel.
2: No, I'm just saying for the difference. Look how different that top that top four was. Oh that yeah, was completely. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's how I feel too. I'm like, oh, that's the payoff. Mm.
0: <laughs> I would. Sex tape. I would really like to see hey. uh, them do a you know, remake of Gunsmoke. I bet they could do that and it would actually be good. Probably. Yeah. Get the guys who do. Um, what's that show you watch, Pat? Deadwood. Deadwood. Did you Gunsmoke?
3: But would it be more like 310 to Yuma, or would it be more like um, A Million Ways to Die in the West?
0: I think it would be more like 310 to Yuma. I mean, if they redid it. I mean, the thing is, Gunsmoke wasn't exactly. It, it wasn't. It was dated, but it's not cheesy. So I don't think they could really pull off a comedy on it. So. Mary Kay Bergman, born June 5th, was an American voice actress. In 1989, she began voicing the Disney characters. That's wrong. 1989? Mm hmm. Really? Yeah,
2: I don't, know. I don't sorry. know in what, but, you
0: know. Yeah. Voicing the Disney character Snow White. Bergman is known for, widely known for her voice work in the earliest seasons of South Park. Oh, and Fairly Odd Parents. She did voice work for over 400 television commercials and voiced over 100 cartoon, film, and video game characters throughout her career. Jeez. Bergman committed suicide on November 1999. Damn. Just in case you forgot who writes the tweet. Um, oh, Aaron Sorkin was born on June 9th. In case you're not familiar with him, his works include plays, a few good men, the Farnsworth investigation, or Farnsworth invention, and the acronym of the week, which is TKAM. I'm
1: relatively sure that's Tetanus Kills Amish Men. <laughs> He's not wrong.
3: A lot of nails. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh,
2: Isaiah, Uh, stepped on a nail again. You were close. You were close. That's uh, To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: Uh Aha! Also, the television series Sports Night, The West Wing, (laughs) Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, The Newsroom, and the film's A Few Good Men, The American President, Charlie Wilson's War, Moneyball, and Steve Jobs. For writing The Social Network, he won an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. He also made his feature directorial debut in 2017 with Molly's Game. Which he also wrote. I don't Uh, remember that movie. I know the name, but I didn't realize. I knew he was a movie guy. I just didn't realize how. I'm in Molly's Game. Yeah, deep it went. Molly's
2: Game is a game about uh, poker. It's about a really high stakes game of poker. And this woman that ran it in Dallas for many, many years. Based on a true story. Do you know her? Uh, I have met her, but I don't know her, no.
3: Oh, really? So you have actually met her, though? Yeah. That's
2: cool. Yep.
3: Six degrees of separation right there.
2: Yep. We had a really big, we had a really big tournament. You know, we had like, like 150 people came for it. It There's a thousand dollar buy-in and she was one of the people that came to play. How'd she do? Uh, I don't know. She didn't make the money. (laughs) She didn't win. Correct. So she went down the river. (coughs) And you're done. Oh. Moving on to sports. (laughs) Peter Glenn Vidmar, born June 3rd, is an American Olympic medal winning gymnast. At age 18, Peter Vidmar was the youngest member of the bronze medal-winning 1979 World Championship team and the 1980 Olympic team, but he did not compete in 1980 due to the Olympic Committee's boycott of the 1980 Summer Olympics in Moscow. At the 1984 Summer Olympics Games in Los Angeles, he won two golds and a silver. Peter is one of only three athletes inducted into the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame twice, as an individual and as a member of the historic 1984 U.S. men's gymnastics team. He also was the highest scoring American gymnast in Olympic history. Wow.
3: Really? Huh. huh.
2: Like apparently for one round or something, yeah. I didn't really look any further into that because we were already running late.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard of him. I mean I don't Me, follow either.
2: me either. Yep. Olympics, that's but... that's straight out of a Wikipedia. <laughs> so you know it well, you know could be a though. big could be a big load of bullshit, you know, who knows, but that was Wikipedia. So
3: <laughs> he wrote it himself.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just some fourteen year old kid like ha <laughs> ha this guy never existed. <laughs> Make sure to tag him just in case, so he knows.
3: If if you're 14 and you're writing that as you're, yeah, never mind.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean that's a, that's a pretty good con for a 14 year old. Anyway, moving on. On June 8th, the Milwaukee Brewers set a record of four consecutive home runs. The players involved in that were Eddie Matthews, Hank Aaron, Joe Adcock, and Frank Thomas. Hmm. Not that Frank Thomas. Just to be clear, not the ones that you, the one that you guys know. The other one. Because he wasn't playing in 1961. He was born, though, wasn't he? That's my point.
1: He just wasn't playing around. Never mind. The sound Wow. I was going
2: to say, I'm sure that's some kind of joke that I didn't get right there.
1: You said he wasn't playing in 1961. Never mind. (laughs) We are on fire (laughs) tonight.
3: Oh,
2: my Jesus. What is happening? Does anybody else smell toast? When I'm the funny one, you know there's a problem. Yeah, well, let's let's know when there's a problem. (laughs) Nobody said that. Let's not get extreme. Moving on. Northern than (laughs) Kevin Frank Gross was born June 8th. He is a former MLB pitcher who played from 1983 through 1997 for five different teams during his career, the Philadelphia Phillies, Montreal Expos, LA Dodgers, Texas Rangers, and the Anaheim Angels. He was selected to the National League All-Star team in 1988. On May 14, 1990, pitching for the Expos in Los Angeles, Gross and Dodgers starter Fernando Valenzuela, also a pitcher, accomplished the rare feat of hitting homers off of each other in the same inning.
1: Huh. Okay, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because I I don't know if you guys are aware, but like pitchers rarely are very good hitters, and they rarely even more so hit home runs. And for two pitchers in the same inning to hit home runs off of each other, the odds are just astronomical. I've never heard of that happening before.
0: you know, they, they planned both, it. Well, they were both like, hey, <laughs> you did it too. Because we're but pitchers. Anyway, and,
2: and lastly in sports, Rodney Terry Rod Latham, born mm-hmm. June 12th, is a former New Zealand cricketer. He played four tests and 33 one-day internationals for the New Zealand cricket team and rugby union for Canterbury. He was an all-rounder whose bowling style suited mostly to one-day cricket. Latham played in four test matches, scoring his only century against Zimbabwe at Bulawayo in 1992. I mean, whatever, that sounds sounds as good as anything else, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's what he said.
2: (laughs) Yeah, fight me if you think that's wrong. (laughs) Latham's son, Tom Latham, has played cricket for New Zealand in all forms of the game.
0: That last sentence concerns me. All well, four. just
2: you know, ODIs and tests and international oh, tests. Yeah, and, right.
0: You know, blah, Look all at you doing doing ac- Yeah, ODIs. Right. I know. It's only taken five years for us to figure this.
2: Oh, we got this shit down now. Yeah, we're, we're practically we're practically commentators. Yeah, we've been a while. Why don't we just change this to a cricket show?
0: Hey, New Zealand, do you want us to commentate on your uh, cricket games? Hire us. We're Fly. We know a person there. Two people. Yeah, we have a place to stay. You won't even have to. I know have three persons there. <gasps> Three.
2: Yeah, I have a buddy that I would with who lives out there now.
0: See? We're, We're like your, your dream come true. Or your worst nightmare. Yes. Take us out, keyboard Joel.
2: <laughs> nah, 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 nah. When I turn Two. the head around, it's like Here. I turn the switch on.
0: All right. Teen Wolf.
3: So what did you do this week? Well, we quoted over the top and kept singing the bass line
2: to Cannonball.
0: Teen Wolf, 1986. No, 86. 85. 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 85. I'm
2: sorry. I didn't put in the tweets, so and now
0: you're all lost. I know. I have no idea what's going on anymore. Plus, the fact that it's, the episode is 285. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, <laughs> so, this was one of the first scripts written by Jeff Loeb. Uh, he was one of the team that did the film Valley Girl, which everybody knows is a golden, golden classic. And the uh, studio... It was
2: Major's first movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, they wanted to make another comedy that would cost almost nothing. <laughs> and they got it. They succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the production cost in this movie came up to about $1 million. And take very little time to film. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Michael J. Fox accepted the lead role when Meredith Baxter Burney was pregnant on uh, Family Ties. And he took a little time off, made this movie, and came back to do the show. Released on the twenty third of eighty five and grossed nationally thirty three million dollars, but worldwide grossed over eighty. Hmm.
3: Wow, made the money back for sure.
0: I know, right? Uh this for some reason in eighty six someone said, Let's make a cartoon. There was a Not
2: for some reason. This was popular.
0: I know, right? I mean it it but in retro okay, we'll get to the the, we'll get to that. The, yeah, we'll get to the glasses that you put on when you look back at this thing. and uh, also came out in ninety seven with Teen Wolf Two starring Jason Bateman as Todd Howard, Scott's cousin because Michael J. Fox wanted absolutely nothing to do with this.
2: I saw that movie too.
0: Ooh. yeah, I they almost was, watched it again. not in prep for the show. I just saw
2: yeah, it. yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I saw yeah, because I was I liked Teen Wolf when I was a young lad. They uh, wanted to do a
0: trilogy to get Alyssa Milano to do Teen Wolf 3, but they said, why don't we just make her a witch? And did Teen Witch, which came out in
2: 1989. Angela! This
0: this movie also is dubiously known for the unzipped guy that appears at the very (laughs) end of the film.
2: Yep. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to include that. I was going to bring it up if you didn't.
0: Oh, I had to, because I was sitting through the entire movie with, like, I put this on, and within minutes, the entire living room cleared out everybody's like not this time and i had to call them in for the very end for the guy standing up with his pants undone and and (laughs) you could almost hear him in his head go oh shit (laughs) (laughs) as he pulls his sweater down and tries to cover it up but they must have ran out of actual film at that point because i guess the editors were like ah fuck it
2: leave it i just nobody noticed it you can't i mean it wasn't like everything was in high definition back then, you know, it's just... You what know. well,
0: it doesn't need to be in high definition. The guy's pants were undone. I think they looked at it and were like, do we really want to go back and reshoot the scene?
2: Yeah, no. yeah exactly. that's what I'm saying. It's like by the time they noticed it, it was too late. They couldn't, you know... That's but gonna I don't know why they extra. didn't just do some kind of like creative editing and yeah, I don't know.
3: It's an extra 50 bucks. We've already spent a mil.
0: believe yeah. <laughs> it. All right. So this has been directed by Rod Daniel. And you're going to love this, Pat. Who's known for such classics as Nine and being Your the Jim di- Belushi movie. Yep. And like father, like son, which I've, what is that? That's
2: one? the Kirk Cameron movie, right?
0: Yeah. Kirk Cameron. Mm. Oh, hey, Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore. It's the, uh, the male version of Freaky Friday. Yep. Oh. And this is where it gets weird. He was also the director on WKRP in Cincinnati and on Magnum PI. Hmm. So interesting resume. I guess his talent was actually in TV, not movies.
3: Well, well
0: he I, did a lot of TV. Are you most going recently?
3: To,
0: Oh, what? I'm, I, I just, I was getting real hostile if you're going to speak badly of either WKRP or Magnum P.I.
3: No, no. I love WKRP. I just was looking later on. He just, he passed Say away. Say you love 19-16. Magnum
0: P.I. 16. Say you love uh, Magnum P.I. But he did Home Alone 4. Say you love Magnum P.I. I love Magnum PI. See, love Josh Magnum gets it. You better love Magnum PI. I
2: love W Magnum PI in Cincinnati.
0: Oh, he did some new heart. Pat's okay. at an
2: eight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I get buying that.
0: All right. So <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> I get that joke. This is written by uh, Joseph Loeb, who has written such <laughs> classics. Uh, no, oh, written. Sorry, I had I had stepped out as producer. Uh. Written TV miniseries such as Batman The Long Halloween, Wolverine vs. Sabretooth, uh, 2011 Teen Wolf. Okay, okay, I thought that was animated. He did one episode of uh, Teen Wolf. But strangely enough, all his stuff has been uh, recently all superhero. Heroes, Smallville, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the animated series, Superman vs. Batman, Apocalypse, and all that. Hmm. It's kind of crazy. Interesting. And The other person uh, involved with this is Matthew Wiseman, who was also the writer. Ready, Pat, for Commando. Oh, yeah. Now, Take Pat. it out. Howard.
2: Yeah. He's let off the to let team. him go.
0: Gotta love some Commando. So this stars: A one, Michael J. Fox as Scott Howard. His dad, Harold Howard, is played by James Hampton, which I think he, I like the dad. Oh yeah. He was. He was. He was really good. Um. <clears throat> Susan <laughs> Ursudi, Susan Urs, or Ur- You are city. you Ur- Ur- are Ur- city. or Ur- city. Anyway, her playing Boof. Boof. But, we had discussion in the chat about what a Boof was. Great name. I regretted that. I Well, do. I
2: mean, we we admittedly we do have a friend whose nickname is Biff, which is really not that far. You know, yeah, but but
0: real. Biff is short for Elizabeth.
2: Well, maybe Boof is short for Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> You
0: kind of walked into that one. Yeah. Much. <laughs> you keep, I'll keep setting him up. You keep knocking him down. <laughs> That's why he's the talent. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the quotes, right? If anybody's interested,
3: hop onto Urban Dictionary and look up Boof. Yeah. Then send us an email, voicemail, or something and let us know. To which in all,
0: in all honesty, it might be right because those that party was getting kind of wacky. That's true. I mean, now
3: through a hell of a party.
0: Boof is a freak. Boof is a freak. We didn't throw it, but... Uh, so Jerry like... Levine is Styles. Who... Yeah, how
2: do you go from barely being invited and bringing one of several kegs to being the host of everything?
0: That's the thing. is There is so much inconsistency. I'm not the popular guy. I'm not the, you know, oh, God, nobody hates me. I just got to get into it with the cool kids. And then you're doing... You're like the game show host of everything screwy going on at the party. And it, it seemed like the town and you also... And you
2: have an assistant who's wearing lingerie.
0: Yeah, who I mean, was but that? maybe maybe
1: the game was his idea.
2: Oh, I'm I'm saying it likely was. But I mean, you know how hard it is as the non popular guy to lead something like that in a group of high schoolers who don't want to talk to you. Like, how are you going to get people in their underwear and wrestling in 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 whipped creams as as the guy who's seen as the geeky guy that nobody wants to talk to?
0: Right. The truth. And it also seemed like this town couldn't decide if it was a big town or a small town.
2: But we have we have already we've kind of already derailed. We need to move right. on. And Let's keep moving. Things. So yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, Jerry Levine Styles, uh, who actually off he was a uh, director of many of the episodes of the new Hawaii Five O. Huh. Yeah. Ah. He also did seven episodes of Elementary, the TV series, and uh, Rainer to Raising Hope. Uh, he does a lot of TV uh, TV episode direction, and in in an interview. Uh, has also said that while he was visiting the Great Wall in Israel, somebody came up to him and, and recognized him as Styles. That's <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of screwy, but hey, right? it's Styles. How are you going to recognize that? Yeah. I've seen this. This is the third time I've seen this movie, and I don't even know if I would recognize him.
1: I told well, him. he was wearing shutter shades and trying to surf on the top of the Great Wall of China.
3: <laughs> yeah, they picked him out in the heartbeat.
1: So, yes.
2: And he was wearing a shirt that said, hey, I'm the guy from Teen Wolf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at, dick nose?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was up with that shirt?
2: Oh, uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie was <laughs> when he walks in, when Styles walks in and the dad doesn't even look at him, doesn't turn around. Nice shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Adler as Lewis. Uh, Matt Adler, you may know him as such classics as Teen Wolf, where he played Lewis. Uh, the flight.
1: only person concerned there are werewolves
0: in the inside. <laughs> I know, time. right?
2: He, and for that reason, he gets no screen time at all. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, flight of the Navigator, he played the 16-year-old Jeff. Uh, from that, I wish they could remake that one; that would be fun. And the day after tomorrow, he was truck radio announcer. Oh, good to I see that he's guy. doing something no, with that. I don't remember that. Uh, Lori Griffin is oh, Pamela, and you know this is going to be a great career in. Uh, movies because the picture of her on her IMDb is directly out of Teen Wolf. She's known for Pamela in Teen Wolf and playing Bonnie Reed in Cheerleader Camp.
2: That's like Jennifer Aniston's profile pic is the one from Leprechaun.
0: Are you kidding me? It's not. Oh, I would say that would be amazing if it was. She'd rather forget that ever happened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, James McCrell is Mr. Thorne, uh, who was Mr. Thorne in Teen Wolf and also... Lou Landers in Gremlins. He was the uh, radio announcer and also played the same character Lou Landers in The Howling. Really? Yes.
3: I didn't know they had crossover like that.
0: Yeah. Which which brings up the thought that The Howling and Gremlins take place in the same universe. As Teen Wolf. Oh, shit. Don't open that can of worms. Mark Arnold as Mick. I don't know who Mick was.
2: The basketball player on the other team.
0: Oh, okay, because he he looks kind of like
2: You guys suck. Oh, okay. Guy.
0: Yeah, he was in. He's also been in Blade Runner twenty forty nine uh, and a couple other movies. But he he really looks like um lead singer from Black Flag, Joel. Henry Rollins. Yeah, look at his IMDb page. He kind of looks like he's Henry Rollins' brother. He does now. Yeah, then he didn't. Yeah. But... No, then he didn't. And my personally favorite character of the entire movie, <laughs> Jay Tarses as Coach Flintstock. He was. I thought he was amazing. I laughed more at his stuff than I did at anything else. I agree with that. I mean, between care, everything else is cream cheese. I'm going to start using that phrase every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The second thing I, second uh, person I laughed at most in this one was Mark Holton, who played Chubby. You may know him from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And uh, the guy who stands up in the naked gun says, It's Enrico Palazzo. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that. That's awesome. And he, strange enough, called Doubling Back, he's in Leprechaun. Um, Yep. He, he's a major character and he's in the most recent
3: uh, leprechaun returns he comes back no good really? character yep
0: i i thought chubby as a character was hilarious i think mark Holton is like his facial expressions like when when he wolfed out and the rest of the team was looking at him in the in the game and they looked i i laughed at him a lot
1: yeah he's a talented
0: guy yeah he's he can play the physical comedy really well uh scott pollen as kirk lolly who was that that's how I much i trying to
2: figure out who was that
0: no idea. No idea. All right. So, anyway, some trivia. Scott Howard's Michael J. Fox's house was located on the same block as 1955's George McFly's and 1955's Lauren Baines' houses from Back to the Future. Huh. Yeah. So, it was all happening on the same block. Michael J. Fox disliked this film so much that he refused to return for the sequel. And in an interview at the time, while Back to the Future was in production, he lamented Steven Spielberg's down the street making great movies, and I'm playing a werewolf. Aw. Eh. He was young, so... Yeah, eh, he didn't know what was but, going on.
2: Well, it was also back when werewolves were not, like, exactly, you know, pop culture. That's true.
0: Werewolves are so 1950s. <laughs> uh, the entire production of this movie took 21 days. Hmm. Yeah.
2: That's believable.
0: Yeah. And half of the
3: day was just doing the makeup.
0: Yes. That's mm. also believable. Makeup took, like, five hours to put on. And apparently his dad, the guy who played the dad, is got um, claustrophobia issues. So he would do the scene with the makeup on. They'd do five hours putting that stuff on him, and he would rip it off his face as soon as it was done. So, uh, Since this movie was released after Back to the Future in Brazil, Teen Wolf received the title Garoto del Futuro, <laughs> the boy from the future, even though the plot has nothing to do with time travel whatsoever. So they're like, hey. <laughs> they it's were like, very confused. Yeah. <laughs> they
2: just think the future is going to be very hairy.
0: Mm. There's so many werewolves in the future. it's like like a post-apocalyptic werewolf film the future is all werewolves so pat i put this in there here for you because it's involving sports but tampa bay buccaneers defensive end greg white officially changed his name to styles g white on december 15th in 2008 the inspiration for the name allegedly came from jerry (laughs) levine's character styles in this movie what come on that can't be i (laughs) don't know if it's true or not i'm gonna go with yes because it sounds that's 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 amazing
2: that's equally amazing and pathetic at the same time
0: and greg white eats seven spiders every year like what
2: the hell man that character is not worth changing your name over (laughs)
0: We were hoping you could. I mean, confirm change your name that. to
2: Booger if you're going to change your name to something.
0: I, I completely agree with you. In a fight between Styles and Booger, Booger would win.
2: Yep. Uh, Curtis Armstrong. And I'm wearing currently, no joke, a Who farted T-shirt.
0: <laughs> of course you Josh. are. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> this is the first time I didn't get blamed for it. All right. So anyway, do any of us have a favorite scene from this movie? Or this is so, okay. First off, is this is the first viewing for any of us. No. 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 Not at all. I figured that was the case, but I, we always need to ask. Yeah. Um, does anybody have a favorite scene?
2: Hmm. I mean, it, I. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Pet? Um. <laughs> I, I guess I do. I probably do, but I, I never really thought about it. I mean,
0: uh, huh? Yeah. I. I'm. Looking, looking at this, I'm trying. I was trying to remember. I,
2: I guess when, when the dad is at the door after he first changes and he opens the door, and the dad's standing there, just like, uh, yeah, I guess we should talk.
1: <laughs> you know, that I like the was party. Funny. The you
2: party? like the party? The I whole do game like the thing. party. Yeah, it was a little bit uh, over the top, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it.
1: I so mean, sure, funny. but I, that's kind of the point. Yeah, it, it's sort of an archetypal sort of thing. It's the sort of thing that you kind of believe is in all 80s movies, but was really just in this one.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I don't you know, I don't hate it so much that it like, takes me out of the movie or anything. It was just kind of like like uh, I wish parties I had been to in high school had been like that. <laughs> I know, right?
0: I don't remember anybody being covered in mayonnaise and handcuffed to somebody else. That was definitely right?
1: whipped cream. He had the can. Yeah, I still oh. don't
2: remember that. It could be mayonnaise but, if I wanted to be mayonnaise. <laughs> why would you want it to be mayonnaise if you could choose between mayonnaise and whipped cream? I mean, I maybe like he's mayonnaise. got peanut
1: butter and some bread. <laughs> oh,
2: gross! <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> you just ruined the party.
0: Hey, guys, Josh is making peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs>
2: they're, they're over there wrestling, and Josh just sits down Indian-style with a jar of peanut butter and some bread and a knife, and he just starts scraping stuff.
1: Ain't no party Ew. like a mayonnaise party. <laughs> the mayonnaise party don't stop. <laughs> i mean i'm with you
3: on the mayonnaise party but not with peanut butter Ugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i i derailed my own brain on that one that was yeah the, the party was kind of crazy i think michael this sounds ridiculous but michael j fox's scene where i laughed the most was him running down the hallway with the wet floor
2: that uh yeah okay that might have been my fake because that was some great physical comedy
0: yeah and I felt I, I laughed at it because he was really good about it, like keeping upright and then wiping out at the end. And Michael G. Fox is actually really good at that at the physical comedy side of it. I laughed at it, thought it was funny, and then I got really sad because I'm like, this is probably going to be the most I laugh at this entire movie. Oh, Aww.
3: I thought you meant because he can't do that
0: anymore. Oh, no, he can do that. He's falling down all the time. He falls Dude. down a lot now. <laughs> Parkinson's
3: makes me think of Kirby enthusiasm. He laughs at himself. It's
2: okay, really? <laughs> really, Larry? The tiny violin. did you you shake that up on purpose parkinson's so my first question that came to my mind watching this uh this time because this is the third time i've seen it i saw it once in the theater and like once uh when it came on cable at some point in my life i don't remember when not important and then this time and the first thing that, that i noticed in this this watching was when the kid is blowing the dog whistle in the beginning, why doesn't the father react and notice? Right? That's a
0: good oh. The only, th- only excuse I could give that is that he owns a hardware store and he's, he's so used to it that he can block it out.
2: So that leads to the second question, if that is the, the, the thing. The second question is, why would you sell dog whistles in your store if you're a werewolf?
0: <laughs> That's a better question, I think. <laughs> that is the unanswered question.
2: Maybe. But, I mean, how great would that have been, like, as a storyteller, it's like, whatever, like, a movie detail, like, in the background, you don't even call attention to it, you just, he just winces a little bit, and then he realizes what it is, and he's like, oh, yeah, and he doesn't react anymore. That would just be good, like, good filmmaking, but, of course, they only had, like, three weeks to do this, so.
0: Yeah, I know, you're but anyway, expecting so much.
2: Yeah, I didn't really notice that the, the second time after knowing he was aware of it, but this time I definitely did. I was like, wait a minute, he should be noticing that, too. But, anyway. Okay, plot whatever. Do we want to discuss the?
0: All right. So Michael J. Fox is great at basketball. He's kind of a loser at school. And then one day he apparently has some sort of cyst that expels hair on his chest. Um, pulls the hair out, goes home, starts turning into a werewolf. Dad's a werewolf, and some for some reason or another, the entire town is okay with this.
1: Yeah, yeah immediately. Surprisingly
2: after, okay with it.
1: Yeah. After all of the buildup. They're
0: immediately cool with it.
2: Yeah. Like, oh wait, he can play basketball. Oh yeah, that's not, that's cool then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do Teen Wolf. Just he...
2: imagine if he still sucked at basketball, they'd have killed him. Yeah. Kill like If he wolf. went up for a dunk and like just fell and sprained his ankle, uh, well, I guess we got to put him to fire.
0: <laughs> Why did he get better at basketball when he was a wolf?
2: Uh, all World wolves play basketball.
0: Yeah, wolves yeah, are notoriously good at basketball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you obviously have not seen Air Bud. <laughs>
0: Did he just snort? He did. He <laughs> if, did. If, a, if a dog can play on four legs, a werewolf can play on two legs.
2: That's just science. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. Full moon's like a basketball, you know. I, uh, uh, Makes sense. Did they ever
2: talk It's called, about, it's called lycanthropy, not lycanthropy. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I appreciate wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they ever explain what happened to the mom? No. Oh, just wait. No, they referencing did. Her. Did no. they? Yes. No. Yes. At the bowling alley. That's okay. Now it's sticking in my head why I had written that down because I said I wrote something about mom because at the at the bowling alley, uh, doesn't the 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 big bully guy, Mark Arnold, he tells uh, Scott that he shot his mom in the head. With a shotgun yes he says that
1: I, I don't know if you believe that's something that really happened but yeah
2: I think he was just basically making a a, a you're a dog joke you're an animal I don't like, know. i'm a, I'm a hunter and I kill animals that kind of joke you think I don't know I don't think he was like trying to confess to killing his mother right there no that's not the way I took that okay I, really I mean dark. I could be wrong but that's not the I mean I until you just said that I didn't that didn't even enter my mind
3: Yeah, I didn't read it that way either. I read it as him just harassing him.
2: Yeah, just talking shit, trying to rile him up, and blah blah. Uh, Yeah, like I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, that kind of. You eat more more specific to the werewolf.
0: Yeah. Okay. I thought I had a thing, but I looked. (laughs) I looked looked for plot and something. I found nothing. I'm I'm done.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you were looking for deeper meaning in the in the dialogue
0: of of Teen Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for subplot.
2: I don't know where it went wrong, Mike.
3: I mean it's already nearly Shakespearean in tone and
0: you're I know
2: you just put more thought into this than they did I think I think I think my
0: mistake at the very beginning was just teen wolf, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so spoilers i um i did i I thought this was gonna be okay in retrospect And really it just it I didn't enjoy it i mean it 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 had a couple moments that were kind of funny um you could just kind of tell that even Michael J. fox wasn't really into it.
0: You really could.
2: I mean, and it makes sense now because I didn't, I didn't know that because I hadn't read the trivia before at any time. But I could just this time watching it as like a grown man. I it just there's so many. <laughs> You're giving things. yourself
0: a lot of credit there, dude.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, physiologically. Okay. You know?
0: Yeah, he's grown.
2: So yeah. I don't know. It just it, it definitely is very weak in a lot of ways. It's not really a good comedy. It's not really a good werewolf movie, as Josh pointed out in you know in the couch gag it's a move it's more about basketball than even being a werewolf
0: yeah that was
2: the
1: weird thing is i i, I had forgotten how much this was about basketball
2: <laughs> and by the way just um so you guys know towels are allowed to be used in a basketball game they what the hell yeah like you we, when when you play basketball it's usually not in a sauna
0: there i that was a lot of
2: sweat I and mean, they were even... like sweat like whores in church seriously it was ridiculous how much they had them sweating. Like I wouldn't play basketball if people sweat that much when you played it, because I wouldn't like want to guard somebody like that was like literally dripping.
0: Okay, doubling back. So another another thing that I laughed at, uh, Chubby pulling a pick on the other players made me laugh every single time he did it, where he just crossed his arms and let them run into him. Am I the only? I'm um, okay. Apparently I'm the only one that noticed that. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Say that again. What? Okay, Chubby when he was he was there playing basketball and he. He would try and block somebody from running into the, uh, he would just stop and cross his arms and let someone from the other team just literally bounce right off of him. Oh yeah. Yes, I,
2: I noticed that. Yeah. That's called setting a screen.
0: Setting a screen. Okay. Whatever it is. Yeah. So, you can
2: do that. It's legal.
0: Okay. He, it was pretty damn funny because every time he would do that and he would get that look on his face and he'd be like down, you know, I, Chubby was my favorite character out of this whole movie. I liked him. He was, was ch- it the short
2: shorts that did it?
0: It was the short shorts, man. Dude. I yeah, know, I, right? I don't love nothing better than a chubby in short shorts. <laughs> good thing for me. Like, good? Tab 48.
3: I was just talking about an erection. Okay, what? you just made it weird. Yeah, way to ruin
0: it, yeah. Joel. Yeah. I'm just saying. Nothing like a chubby in shorts. All right, so you want to do thumbs up, thumbs down on this one? <laughs> no, we're not no, even at the end of the episode. Oh, we're not? We're not? Oh, um, shit. <laughs> I'm <like> trying <laughs> to end <laughs> the show. You know, I...
3: I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I wasn't sure quite what to expect when we decided to do this show. Um, the first thing I noticed was how terrible the music is. Like, it's Oh, my just, God.
2: Yeah. What is with it the is. music? It, it was like not good. Low-budget everything. Like, they got the generic version of Howard Jones and Van Halen and the Pesh Mode and it, Amy Grant.
0: It's every like, single – I, I, I that sent bad. that to you guys in a message. It seems like they did just enough. Like, one song when they started playing the basketball game was just close enough to sounding like Journey, but not enough that they would have to pay rights on it.
2: Yeah, that song was awful. Every song and was awful.
0: The very end song almost
2: they, was they, like, they spent the entire music budget on the Beach Boys and they're like the rest of it, they're like, okay dude, write some crap.
0: <laughs> well i looked at the I looked at the soundtrack in IMDb. The entire soundtrack is only thirty minutes long. Now you know the, who the
3: kids love in nineteen eighty five Amy Grant. Do an Amy <laughs> Grant cover.
0: Um the other the other thing about it was in not the actual songs itself, but the music. It seemed like they, like we need some background music for this. They found a guy with a Casio keyboard that figured out how to do repeat on a chord, and just kept doing the same chord over and over again. It, it was bad.
2: Yeah, the soundtrack was was just the soundtrack and the score were both just really not good.
0: Which
3: punctuated the entire film, in my opinion. I, I'm still trying to figure out why this was so popular. I mean, I guess Michael J. Fox was a big part of it. But even he, like you guys had said, and I agree, didn't seem like he was really into it.
1: What's funny is I have a little bit of a special connection with this movie. Short, this short, was this Fear was King the Wolf? first film that uh, we ever dubbed using two VCRs. Like, my mom got this from the library, and we were so excited to see it. We put a blank tape in the other one. We hooked up the two VCRs, and this is the first instance of media piracy in my young
0: life huh mine.
2: starting a trend that still lives today
0: yeah i was gonna say mine was raiders of the lost ark uh See, that was my first <laughs> vhs cassette ever
1: oh. but it was it was legit oh yeah that one came with rvcr really yep neat
3: huh. so did you regret it after you were done or, or no i
1: loved re- this movie as a kid and you know what i mean i'm not going to disagree with any of the bad things you guys have said about it but for some reason. And I was trying to keep my mind open. Like if it's bad, it's bad. Like I was like, this movie makes no sense. Uh, the special effects are pretty okay. It's not particularly funny, but like I enjoyed watching it. Like it was not a struggle for me to get through. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's entirely rose colored glasses looking towards the past, but like I enjoyed sitting down and sitting through this again.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't say that I was unhappy or anything. I just, it wasn't anything like, I'm probably never going to watch it again because I was like, I remember liking it when I was younger, but now watching it, I'm like, eh.
1: And it's not good, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it.
3: That was exactly my thoughts, Pat. As soon as the credits rolled, I went, I don't ever have to watch this again.
0: I might watch it again. So I think this may be Josh's Zorro the Gay Blade. It could be. Very well. You know, because I watch it and I know it's terrible. I (laughs) I know it's a ridiculously stupid and awful movie, but I love it and I... I can I can understand that, Josh. It's not, you know, you, you got a thing for it. At least I don't have a thing for the gay blade. Shut up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it just seemed like they were trying to do too many things and none of the things they did well.
1: They just yep, st- that's absolutely right.
3: Stunk Still love stuff it. In and it just didn't gel and it wasn't a good comedy. It wasn't a good werewolf movie. It wasn't a good sports movie.
2: And Styles yeah. just
1: tries way too hard. It was an entirely, like, distilled essence of teen high school sports comedy from the 80s. Yeah. Like, you
0: remove the werewolf stuff and very mm-hmm. little about the plot changes. No, you're right. Especially the whole scenes of us trying to get a keg of beer.
3: You just yep. turn it into, um, uh, oh, crap, I lost his name all of a sudden. Um, uh, Dr. McDreamy. Who? Patrick, help me out here. Patrick McDreamy. Dempsey.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, Patrick Dempsey, yeah, from can Put- Me Love. Yeah, what put
3: Patrick him? Dempsey from Can't Buy Me Love into the role of Teen Wolf, and remove the werewolf part of it, and it's essentially the same type of movie. Yep, <sighs> makes so
0: much sense now.
2: I just think somebody like producers and agents got together, and they were like, you know, Michael J. Fox is about to release release this movie. We need to do something before you know, almost like 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 Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis, like we need to make something before he's too big for us not to do anything with, and you force him to make a movie. And they just wanted to, it was just, it was a cash grab.
0: Mm-hmm. it's it's <sighs> surfing on that michael j fox love
3: that's brilliant i didn't even think about that but that makes a lot of sense but yet it's it's beloved by so many people i just because they've got the
2: they, because they've got the back to the future blinders on yeah and and it, i mean it really it's just it's not bad it's just not anything special i mean yep. it's it's just, it's, just, it's just yeah people look at it fondly because you know it it was michael j fox at his youngest you know right you know at the at the time of back to the future and all that kind of stuff but it, it's a serviceable movie there's nothing like horrible about it it's just there but yeah a lot of people look at it fondly because it's michael j fox
3: it's a movie it happened and it spawned a sequel with a very likable jason bateman nobody likes jason bateman
2: i love jason bateman i like him now i even liked him on um um oh my god what was that show uh the, uh, oh, my God, I, j- I almost had it. It's coming. The one that had Sandy Duncan on it, and then she died, and they had to recast it, and he would play the, the oldest oh. son. My Mother the Car? No. Uh, oh, my God, I I think of it. Um. Oh, this is great radio. Yeah.
0: Hey, join a bunch of old guys trying to remember things.
3: <laughs> I, I typed Jason Bateman, and it, it corrected Bateman to basement. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. My computer's weird. The Hogan family.
2: The Hogan family. Ah. I was never going to come up with that. Yeah, I was
3: I was racing to try and look it up because I was, was I nowhere near my brain. Right. The cast, but I could not pick kind I, of the name.
2: I couldn't get the Kramer family out of my head. And, and then knew they, they knew replaced them
3: with uh, uh, Valerie Harper. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep,
2: yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
3: Yeah. And now Jason Bateman's like having an even better career. I don't know.
2: Yeah, he was really is.
3: Then, but. I mean, he's got, what, two hit shows right now that he's on Ozark and
0: Rest of Development.
2: And he's just, he just seems like a really good guy. Every interview I've ever seen him in and
0: stuff. You can almost say if we never got, if we didn't have Teen Wolf, we may have never gotten Jason Bateman.
3: uh, He was already out there
2: at that point, don't you think? Yeah, he was already in that, the Hogan family show.
1: Yeah, and uh, he was, I mean, his sister was an 80s icon. True. All right, so.
2: You guys oh, ready wow, to take which is probably break? how he ended up getting cast in Teen Wolf 2, because Michael J. Fox didn't want it, and he said to Justine on the set of Family Ties, hey, does your brother want this movie?
1: Yeah, that's all entirely plausible. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So time for a break? <laughs> Mike just really has to pee. I do. I have to
2: pee <laughs> oh, so <yeah>. bad. <laughs> the last thing I'm going to say is they don't let you stand when a guy is shooting free throws, they don't let you just stand at the end of the base. I, I
3: know
0: nothing about basketball. And even I was like, that looks like bullshit.
2: Yeah. They don't let you do that. that the guy the who thing.
0: just fouled you five times. Yeah. And, and got by kicked the way, out that the guy game.
2: would have been tossed out of several games, several different times. I know clothes
0: lining somebody.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And
3: he's just standing there staring him down and they're going to let that go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Know. That was, that is not realistic. I mean, they'll let you clothesline somebody once. <laughs> Well, the IM refs will, but like actual high school refs, no.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Shall we take a break? Come back. Talk about Teen Wolf now.
2: Sounds good.
0: All right. Be back in a little bit. All right. We are back and we are going to talk about Teen Wolf. The Sensation from 2011 to 2017. Um, pretty much the same plot, except in involving lacrosse instead of basketball, which I didn't realize lacrosse was so popular they could usurp basketball.
2: Well, the whole <laughs> thing, I'm sure, was that they didn't want to do another football movie, so they needed a different sport.
0: Yeah,
3: true. Or another basketball movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, they just wanted I to said. do some kind of sports that hadn't really been done before. I want to see a werewolf cricket movie. I bet you confused
3: by the rules that they wouldn't watch the show.
2: Well, it's not like we know lacrosse. True.
3: Yeah, but they describe it at one point in one of the episodes. They explain what it is. Anyway, never
0: mind. I can tell you I did not get that far into this show. Yeah, me either.
3: It was only like the second or
0: third episode.
2: It wasn't the second. <laughs> <laughs> I got through the first two. So.
0: All right. so, I watched a bunch of those. So this is starring Okay, first off, Plotline Just like uh, Back to the Future Just like Teen Wolf (laughs) uh, 1980s version Uh, Tyler Posey plays Scott McCall Which I thought he was Parker Posey's Brother, but then I realized I was wrong It's an entirely different Posey clan Which sounds weird Um, Plays Scott Well, there's pocketfuls of them, you know How do I turn you off? Gonna make you watch Teen Wolf 2 now Yeah, Uh, Tyler Posey Play Scott McCall. Scott McCall in this one gets bit by a werewolf instead of getting it handed down from his father. It's and not
2: genetic. Yeah. It's
0: not genetic. uh And then the big race to, to discover who the wolf is, who was the girl that got killed. Will he or will he not play in the lacrosse game on Friday, Saturday? And Saturday. And I thought it was Friday. Anyway, it was, it was Saturday. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not a Teen Wolf connoisseur. I know, right? <laughs> I was gonna say autist, but that's okay. We'll go with. <laughs> um, How dare you? Oh, I'll dare. He has helped along by his friend Styles, who now has a last name Stalinsky, uh, on this whole thing. And that sounds
2: like a tongue twister.
0: Styles Stalinsky.
2: Yeah, say that like six times real fast. No. Oh. Wait, hold on. Let me type it in the show notes real quick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
0: uh, so there's. <laughs> A whole bunch of stuff that goes on in this town about who is the alpha wolf, who is the person that bits Got all this drama and teen longing, and how the hell do teenagers just wander into morgues in a hospital?
2: Well, I mean, morgues aren't exactly guarded. So I was gonna say
1: probably pretty much the same way I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: so like I said, so I so want to walk into a morgue sometime and ask them if they take walk-ins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you guys have, like, a slot or something?
2: Hey, can I just lay down right here and just wait?
0: <laughs> all right, so...
2: You want to speed up the process? Go ahead.
0: Tyler Posey plays Scott McCall in all 100 episodes of this show. Uh, he is also... 2019, he is playing Michael in the TV movie of The Lost Boys. Okay, seems fine. I could see that. Uh... I'm, I'm not sure, I mean, I'm. this looks like a, I'm looking at the castles right now, and it looks like Made by MTV, but that's alright. Look at that, just my favorite vampire movie of all time. Not hurt or crying at all. Holland Roden as Lydia Martin. Dylan O'Brien as Styles Stilinski, who does not go to the Wailing Wall because of the same reason that the previous Styles does, because he keeps getting recognized and mobbed. Lyndon Ashby as Sheriff Noah Stilinski. Wait, was it
2: the Wall of China, or was it was it the Wailing Wall?
0: No, it was the, it was the Jewish one. I
2: thought it was oh, the Great Wall of yeah. China.
0: Yeah, not the no, Great Wall
2: No, I said uh,
1: Great Wall of China in my uh, follow-up
0: joke. Good catch. Right. Yeah.
1: That's what, okay, I right, gotcha.
0: See, I was like, that makes no sense, guys. What the hell? Um, <laughs> uh, Lyndon Ashby as Sheriff Noah Stilinski. J.R. Born as Chris Argent. Melissa Ponzo as Melissa McCall. Tyler Holchin. As Derek Hale. <laughs> Shelly Hennig. As Malia Mo- Tate. And my favorite name of all. Dylan Sprayberry. <laughs> <laughs> not
3: something you want to eat.
0: As Liam Dunbar. I think, I mean, that's I,
3: as think
2: dated. I, think, I think I dated his daughter. <laughs> that's
3: what I just said. Pat David. Oh.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> Funny stuff. Yes. Sprayberry. All right. So
0: I like Rf- the take Rf- on this. That it's not a comedy you know this is i like this is in that whole genre of oh wait of the um supernatural thriller soap opera type of thing i'm really digging that but first trivia dylan o'brien's character in teen wolf was unconscious for most of the episode lunar eclipse in order for him to finish filming the maze runner He gets better
2: okay. i haven't seen the maze runner either
0: yeah it's it's a movie. Uh, many of the supposed wolf howls heard during the show are actually recordings of gorillas. Okay. that's uh, That, I think, is the best most trivia out of here. Um, it takes four and a half hours to get Tyler Posey into full werewolf makeup. And according to Jeff Davis, Lost Boys, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Spider-Man were influences on creating the series. Strangely, Teen Wolf is not,
1: <laughs> not one of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like there's something real specific missing from that list sir
3: wait four hours for that makeup
0: right, that's what i'm thinking well maybe they just have to boot up the computer and it takes a long time <laughs> i don't know That's space quest <laughs> i don't know i
3: couldn't think of boot up music, so, so i made it my own
0: wolf bane is poisonous to humans the effects seen on the show is fictional <laughs> in case you were wondering Inhaling and ingesting Wolfsbane could kill a human. I don't know if that's true. It was in the trivia, and I don't know enough about Wolfsbane to counter it. Yeah. I have to change my Christmas list.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, Holland Roden revealed. In the... My, my Wolfsbane cookies are
2: for. I'm just going to have to throw them out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why don't they put a warning on the Wolfsbane packet at the grocery store? Do not inhale or eat. <laughs> uh, Holland Roden revealed in the 2015 Paley Fest panel. What's Paley Fest? Never mind. Don't want to know. I'm there every year. <laughs> that the <laughs> banshees. <bunch of> <laughs> <laughs> a banshee screams in the show are fake.
2: Really? They didn't record
0: real banshees. I uh, th- well, you know, you just don't get the quality in the TV what shows the, like, like you. That's used like used saying to. like
2: the dragon roars in Game of Thrones are fake.
0: What? Uh, uh, don't go down that alley. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, but here he. Anyway, it gets better. Roden explained that the screams in season 2 were real, but for the rest of the seasons, she staged screams and the crew have a lot of her screams banked into the productions. Roden also revealed that most of the actors who portray werewolves have stopped growling in their scenes. Tyler Posey and Shelley Hannings are method actors, woohoo, and still growl, but Tyler Hoechlin just kind of hisses.
2: Oh my god, that paragraph was just <laughs> painful
0: all right first <laughs> is first viewing for any of us no yes 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 so josh you watch this what what i mean what what's your what's your take <laughs> i watched as- a couple episodes on my own out of curiosity
1: but uh i have got at least several students over the last two years who are big fans of it and it's like if it's something that multiple kids want to watch yeah, fine. I don't care that much. It, 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 existence doesn't offend me. Okay.
2: That's actually kind of how I felt watching this. I was like, I didn't really like hate it or anything. I mean, it's kind of like the, the Sabrina show. I was like, you know, I, I appreciate the acting and appreciate, you know, the production value and everything for the most part. I don't necessarily think I'm going to watch more of it, but I don't, I don't like not understand any of the appeal. I get it. <sighs> Oh, also, uh, by the way, uh, Tyler Hachlin, <laughs> he's dreamy. That's like my, like, if I could, like, have a genie, like, turn me into, like, looking like that that's the dude, I would be like, yeah, that guy, I want to look like him.
0: Tyler Hachlin?
2: Yeah, that dude. That dude is a manly looking dude.
1: He's a real righteous dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would stab a puppy in the face several times if oh, it meant I could look like that.
1: What? I mean, wouldn't you anyway?
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying, if if it would, it, you know, it wouldn't just be recreational, then... God, what the hell
3: is going on tonight? <laughs> what is going on? Puppy stabbing, apparently.
2: So, you know, if there's a genie out there that's into puppy stabbing, come, come, you know, if you happen to be listening.
3: I mean, we haven't seen the new Aladdin yet, so maybe.
2: Wouldn't it be great if I just never said another word for the rest of the show? Like, I just disappeared.
0: We can only dream.
2: What are we going to oh. do without the talent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Without the talent we're nothing. Damn, damn,
0: damn. <laughs> So, what's what's your take on this whole supernatural soap opera thing? I mean, there's the there's a bunch of these. There's like the originals, it's all vampires. There's I mean, when you when you go on this for IMDb, witches. yeah, there's the witches one, there's I mean, just a ton of these type of shows. What I mean, what do you guys think about them? Is it trend? There's, There's
3: a way to do it right and there's a way to do it wrong. And I felt like this walked a very razor thin line between the two worlds because I don't know what they were thinking, but it seemed like every scene had to be punctuated with an indie band that nobody's heard of or a a popular band that I've never heard of.
0: Now, you know how we feel with you, Joel,
3: (laughs) (laughs) but it was like, it was literally every scene they cut to another, you know, 30 second clip of this band and then they, barely used any other soundtrack and it you know it's fine every once in a while to to put the period on the sentence but when it's every single scene it starts a new song it's like really
0: yeah well i will tell you this that if you watch it with the subtitles on it'll tell you who's singing which is kind of so there's that do we want
2: to know that though
0: not really i mean every, every single time the song came out I'm like oh okay this is another band i've never heard of, heard of. they
2: would be like you know hey every time you open a box of cereal it'll tell you the guy that made it yeah but i don't care
1: yeah i mean to be fair i mean it's like oh newsflash bunch of 40 year old guys don't me- like something that was made for 15 year old girls.
2: oh stop it i've already said i didn't dislike it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, there. So, was not okay, I'm point an old man
2: bitching about stuff card. I've no, just, my
0: point is this wasn't made for us. No, no, I'm not saying, not even saying that it wasn't made for us. But I agree with Joel that the use of the music in this one was kind of janky.
3: It was overly done because there are things about it that that were good. And I mean, you know, I think Sabrina did it better. But you know, it's not that I disliked it. I think Styles in this film was the best part of the show, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. he was miles above the original in terms of of being a more likable character and a more realistic portrayal and, of that
2: and not being one dimension a one dimensional yeah. walking punchline
3: yeah, yeah. I, I actually kept watching the show because of him
0: i i got to about show 6 just for just for time's sake and i will say that styles in this one like the one scene where he climbs in uh, into scott's window and the mom shows up with the baseball bat yeah I, did, mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was a, a a nice little exchange what have you why are you crawling in through windows i always come in this way when did you start playing baseball you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean he was he was funny and he was kind, i to say i i will tell you this in the beginning i was expecting him to turn into like an evil ed like i was expecting styles to become the foil oh because he was like, oh, man, we we got to fix this. You're a werewolf. And he's looking up cures and looking up all that stuff. And I was expecting within the first, like, two, three episodes that Styles eventually would not accept the fact that Scott was turning into a werewolf and be the one that kept trying to kill him because he had turned into a monster.
2: I hope they keep him as his friend.
0: I mean, they
1: go through a lot of different things with other werewolves
0: and other... Like hand people. Is there a were-skunk? Please tell me there's a were-skunk. Uh,
1: I don't a remember a were-skunk, but there's like a big thing with like a were-snake, and there are like these were-chimera that are
0: like combinations of animals. what wow. is is there a warehouse? Yeah, he's not very effective in combat, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's it's, like, all, it's,
2: all, it's all men, so that they don't reproduce. What? Men's warehouse.
0: Oh, my oh. God. That oh. was that was. Good night, everybody.
3: We're well, done. That, <laughs> that was bad, and you should feel bad. Just
2: you're you gonna like the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> kind of recovered on that one a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I I actually was kind of getting into it because I our we will watch Supernatural and we will watch some of the other like I'm a big fan of Buffy and all that, but. I did get into this. One thing that kind of drew me out in the scenes, the CGI in this is awful. Well, it's definitely CGI for a TV budget. Yes. The but I mean like the when you first see the alpha climbing up the wall and it looks like stop motion. I'm trying to think about that scene. Like when the when the um <clears throat> when the inhaler sister...
2: pops out of his hand.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. When the when the his uh, the hunter's sister shows up. And she's like firing at him. Anyway, CGI sucks.
2: And uh, but they, they how, do a lot of stuff too that looks like it's supposed to be made for 3D. And I'm like, is this is this in 3D in some kind of capacity somewhere? Like the inhaler scene, like you know, look like it was made, or, or you know, and the crossbow scene. They all look like they were made for 3D.
0: My inhaler is in 3D. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's and how saline. many video stores were still around in
3: 2011? By the way, how many what video stores? I mean, I know that family video still exists here, and it's you know still going strong in a lot of places. But when they go to the video store to rent, uh, what was it? The Notebook didn't get that
0: far in. That was like episode five, maybe. Might have missed it. I was making dinner. <laughs> you don't remember that, Pat?
2: Oh, what, I you only got that? to that episode right. two. So. Yeah, there's a scene where
3: they the the one the the kid that's the the bad kid, the bad dude, and his girlfriend go to rent a movie and they're they go to an actual physical video store
0: <laughs> yeah well, i mean it's it and this one also has that weird big town little town vibe to it true um, it's maybe a, that's right yeah it's a little town when it needs to be you know when oh everybody knows everybody else it's a little town that information is going to get around but then when they're driving around town and it looks like you know the size of like aurora or rockford i mean it's not a huge city but it's pretty damn big it's not like there's a little bitty town where everybody shows up for the lacrosse game.
3: <laughs> That's big business there, man. Must be a richie town. That's a richie sport. Has to be. I did like seeing Gabriel from The Walking Dead as the vet, although this was before Walking Dead for him.
0: Oh, the of of course he works in a animal shelter. That I thought was kind of cheesy.
3: That he that he works for a, a vet. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and in episode six, where he says, Stiles says. Be a werewolf, not a teen wolf. And I was like,
2: really, really, <laughs> not a swear wolf.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, don't be a swear wolf. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I found myself constantly going, okay, this is getting a little too far into the uh, teen dramedy. Then,
2: well, from what from what Josh says about how you know more more were creatures keep coming up, I I think it's probably going to start getting more like True Blood. Where everybody suddenly is some kind of magical creature and then it just starts ramping up the soap opera crap and I mean like halfway through season two of True Blood was when I was like, Yep, yeah, I'm done.
1: I mean, there is a little bit of like True Blood slash Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but for teens in twenty eighteen, I mean that's that is kind of what the show is.
2: Yeah. But no, I can, I can see that. And it's de- I mean it, it's it's definitely doing what it's set out to be. I mean there's there's I I, I don't wish it any ill. Like I said, I don't dislike it. I mean it, it's just I'm not the target audience. Right.
3: Yeah. It's Dawson's Creek with werewolves.
2: And I sure. might watch I might watch a couple more just to see if it really hooks me. But I don't I don't think it will. But I don't you know I don't dislike it.
3: Well, and some of the episodes end on kind of a cliffhanger, so I found myself. Going, okay, well, I want to watch at least three episodes for the show. And then it, it ended on a cliffhanger. I'm like, okay, well, now I got to watch the next one to see where they end up. And then I'm like, okay, well, might as well watch another one. And it ended on a cliffhanger. So that's how I ended up at six episodes, is because they would end it in a way that I'm like, I can't stop here. I've got to at least know what happened. But do you film. No, no, <laughs> I've had my film now. But, you know, they used some of the same basic template of the original film. You know, they had the, 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 the big game where he, you know, used his powers, and uh, they had the party scene, um, and you know some of the characters have the same first name but not the same last name. So
2: he never, you know, he never actually slept with the rival's girlfriend, or at least not by the second episode. He hadn't
0: with the the psycho redhead.
2: Yeah, because in the in the first movie he did.
0: Oh, that's right. That we never even addressed how nuts she was. True. And she wanted a little bestiality.
2: Yeah, you know, she's a self hating bestiality lady, basically. I, I got nowhere to take that. <laughs> it's probably out, for the best. Out yeah. to the park, pr- likely.
0: Jeez. Wow. wow. So, as much as I'd love to say, we have more to talk about with this show.
2: Do we? Yeah, I mean, I'd get that. Kind of do we, though? I think, I mean, it's not quite time for thumbs down, but spoiler alert, I think both of these shows were a letdown. I thought I was gonna like both mo- both of them more. I didn't know that Teen Wolf was gonna be like the drama type. You didn't think it was gonna oh the the I TV just thought film? it was gonna be like a, a a comedy type remake. I didn't I didn't realize it was like a serial show. I thought it was like a one season type thing. You know that
0: oh oh like a mini series. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I see mean, that. in
1: some ways, the existing Teen Wolf is bigger than the old one.
3: And I knew what I was getting into with it. Yeah, I mean. I, I knew what it was. I'd seen enough things about it that I, I was familiar with it, but I didn't know what to expect. And after, again, after Sabrina, um, I had, you know, some decent hopes that maybe it would be in Riverdale even, you know,
2: mm-hmm. where you I take
3: was, a property that didn't seem to kind of translate and it translated really well.
0: I see. That's the thing is like, I did think of Riverdale when I was watching this and I remember saying almost reverse of what you're saying. <laughs> I'm like they they had they had the uh, rights to this and they could have done a Riverdale to it but it just didn't seem like they had enough I mean Archie has tons and tons of characters Teen Wolf was made in twenty days <laughs> you one
3: know. film and one follow up film sort of
0: yeah it's not like there's a whole like tr- treasure trove of of uh, <clears throat> of info that they could bring that from but you know they didn't. They didn't, I think they just didn't start with great source material. Well, they
3: didn't mine from the cartoon. That was a problem.
0: Oh, totally. If they didn't mine from the cartoon, I mean, that would have, that would have been a, probably still going. I watched the cartoon as a kid.
2: I think I may have checked it out. I don't really remember much about it. Yeah. I know I didn't watch a bunch of episodes. If I did.
0: Well, it'd be kind of weird with a forty-year-old man watching the cartoon. <laughs> Wait, okay, I watch cartoons. Uh. <laughs> All right, so you want to do the thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, I think it's about the time. May yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Josh because I think that's going to be the most positive <laughs> ones we get out of here. I mean, yeah, I'm not enthusiastic about
1: either of these, to be honest. But th- they're going to be both thumbs up.
2: And yeah, I'm going to go with the same way. I really don't like. I don't want to say they're, they're thumbs down, so I guess I guess I got to go with thumbs up. I mean, thumbs sideways maybe. But I mean, if I had to commit, I'd go with a thumbs up.
3: Joel. I mean I seem to remember the original film more fondly than I it ended up being for sure. And the show was not as good as I was hoping, but it wasn't garbage. So it's thumbs up, but it's a I don't really need to see either one again sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Mine was thumbs up for thumbs up for nostalgia's sake for the original. Like, yeah, I remember this. This was this was a lot of fun. Is and
2: cool. it's Michael J. Fox, you know, come on. yeah, I mean it's Michael J. Fox. you gotta you gotta even when he's it phoning back. it in he's still good. Yeah.
0: Um, he's no Jason Bateman, but no
2: not how at all. tiny did he look in the, that basketball uniform.
0: <laughs> he was a small dude. dude um still alive. Well no back then he was small and he still is. <laughs> so uh, and for the new one, I I give it a thumbs up. I mean it's part of this whole supernatural soap opera for the teens type of thing. And it is better than some of the other ones that I've seen out there, you know they're they're giving it a darn good try, and they mm-hmm. had they had some good uh plot lines that they're pulling out with it with the with the alphas and Josh's with the you know, the chimeras and all that It's you know I give them thumbs up, thumbs up, but it's like I, I won't watch those again unless I'm in a situation that forces me to yeah, so that's fair <clears throat>
1: all right, so what do we have on tap for next week gentlemen?
0: uh we're gonna sweep the leg, Johnny. What?
2: Get him a body bag.
0: You can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs>
2: if do right, can no defend.
0: Yes. Next week we are uh, doing the Karate Kid versus the TV show Cobra
2: Kai, which is. I am stupid excited to watch this show. I've been wanting to watch it. And I've kind of been putting it off, and I'm glad. The to
1: Blu-ray to has been sitting on my. Counter for months waiting for us to do this show. So I'm looking forward That's to it. That's fantastic.
3: And everybody I know that watches it is like, dude, why are you not watching Cobra Kai?
1: So if you have your thoughts on Cobra Kai or Teen Wolf, either version, let us know. Give us a call at 708 Now Rap. That's 708 669
0: 9727. Yep. And like I said before, iTunes, blueberry Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're all over the place. Leave us a review on Pod Chaser and on iTunes. And again, give us a call 708 669 9727. Just like you said. <laughs> we got to change the order of this stuff in the show notes. Like, just keep going. I always <laughs> say it the second time. I know.
1: <laughs> We've done hundreds of shows.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, that's when we, great. When we reach six hundred shows, we got to change the order of that.
2: <laughs> oh my god! No, I can't uh. believe
0: I said that out loud. All right, so uh, yeah, come back now next week, committed. sir, for some uh, wax on, wax off, and uh, thanks for listening.
3: So you could stay, but you could also go. If I stay.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, nice. That was perfect.